0: Hi, welcome to the Theta Game podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Nvidia, Visa, and Twitter. Thanks. Okay, uh, just gonna jump straight into earnings here. Uh, before open on Monday, uh, we have Under Armour and Marriott. After close on Monday, you have Tilray and Datadog, as well as Logitech. Um, Tuesday, before open, you have Honda and Casper. Um, After close on Tuesday, you have nothing worth mentioning. (laughs) Before open on Wednesday, you have Sony. After close on Wednesday, you have Cisco, Jack in the Box. Um, And then before open on Thursday, you have Wix. Uh, after close on Thursday, there's Applied Materials, Aurora, and Denny's, as well as New Relic, uh, and then before open on Friday, uh, you have JD and DraftKings. All right. Uh, besides the default earnings are dangerous phrase, um, I just want to mention that you know marijuana has been on a downtrend, uh, so this affects or this is includes uh, Tilray and Aurora. Um, but it has not nearly recovered as well as any of the other tech stocks or cloud stocks or data stocks like uh, Datadog. So it'll be interesting to see where marijuana companies go after they report um, because I'm sure most of you have uh, read headlines about like people drinking and smoking now more than ever just because they're like riled up at home. Um, but just be aware that whatever bias you come up with Reading things online, it is entirely helpful to read the other side of that argument, and I feel like enough, uh, not enough people do it already. And what I mean by that is like, if you feel that you're so bullish on Tilray, like, okay, everyone is smoking weed more now, so you know supply and demand is going to be up, and uh, you, you, you just whatever, whatever thesis you can find, the very next thing you should do is. You know, Go on Google and type in like, why should you not invest in Tilray or Tilray uh, Bad Company or something something of that sort. And then read up why other people have the opposite opinion. And that will let you gauge just a little bit of like, okay, so maybe the articles I was reading before were probably a little bit biased. Maybe they were holding Tilray. You always want to read that little disclaimer to see if they actually are holding any of this stock. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just my... Best advice I could ever give. A lot of people have been looking at VTIC or VTIQ um, doing a merge. Uh, it's a, basically a Tesla competitor. Um, you know, it's really crazy how much people can be bullish on a company after hearing about it for one day. Um, you know, in my Discord, people were really bullish on the stock. I mean, the stock was already up like 22% at the time. And I wrote this like, you know, small, but like very uh, neutral uh, paragraph about how no matter what happens, uh, you, you can lose everything that you put into this stock or these options that you're buying right now, right? Like, oh, there's, oh, there's uh, those stock warrants. Um, the company has really low float. There's not that many shares out. And it also uh, has a very small market cap. So you're going to face up and down swings all the time. Now, if you got into VTIC uh, really early, yeah, you can chill out, right? You can chill, maybe hold on to a few days, but this is where the people um, that are getting into it just now or maybe just now hearing about it, I'm not worried about the people that have been in it for like a week. I'm worried about the people that are just reading about it right now and then joining or going in with naked options when it's already 20% up. I posted that paragraph in my Discord like at 10.38 um, a.m. And, you know, it's like an hour goes by and it's only gone down. You can lose your shirt by investing in these companies with options or those stock warrants, right? Maybe if you buy stock, that's fine right like a 20% day you you decide maybe you hold on to it for the rest of your life or whatever that's cool but I'm talking about the people that get lured into seeing someone make massive gains on options on this ticker already and then they think okay it could go another 20% higher I'm not saying it can't but you I'm saying that if you don't account for max loss and you actually put too much money in you can lose a lot of money and that's just the stock going down 5%, right? Like if if the stock goes up 20% and you buy calls and it goes down 5%, that's a lot of money you just lost in options. Maybe not so much in stock, but really be careful because your entry point matters a lot. If someone's in it before you, you have to think they have a lot more breathing room before you do. Uh, Like you don't have a nice break-even price. They do, but you don't. And you have to remember that. Okay, um, moving on to the next point. Uh, I received the list of April referrals for Tastyworks. Um, If you have used the Tastyworks referral code ThetaGang, uh, go ahead and email me uh, whenever you find most convenient and I will double cross-reference the referral list and if you are on it, I'll give you the Tastyworks Flare as well as access to the Twitter trade alerts. So you can email me at juni at thetagang.com if you have used it already. Um, remember, if you've used it really recently in May, you probably won't be on the list and you'll have to message me on the 15th of the next month. Um, but yeah, go ahead and email me if you believe you are on the April list. And uh, lastly, before we move on to the thetagang.com website updates, um, I want to just talk about real quickly because this has been brought up in the Discord. Uh, quite a few times and you know it's one of the most popular questions I get in my email and it's people asking if they should be using Robinhood or if there's a better brokerage. I have a dedicated episode of Robinhood versus Tastyworks but recently this brokerage has been coming up a little bit more and it's Weebull. Um, I personally do not like Weebull. I have my own reasons. I've you know mentioned it on Twitter. You can look it up if you want. This is not about bashing Webull, though. This is me um, just outright saying that I think if you are a newer investor, that you should absolutely be using Robinhood. Um, you know, the most important thing when you're first investing is that you feel in control of your money, um, that the UI is simple to look at. Maybe it's not full feature. Maybe you don't have all the fancy graphs. But trust me, if you're just beginning, none of those graphs are going to make sense. And if you were to use a graph, it probably wouldn't even be in the desktop UI of Robinhood or Webull. You might use TradingView. You might download TDA or TastyWorks just to use their graphing um, solutions, right? What I'm trying to say is use Robinhood because it's just easier to use. And I would like to believe that's not subjective, that it's actually just fact, um, because it's not as full-featured as, say, Weeble, um, but you know, making sure that things are easier to do and that you understand more of what's happening is incredibly important. You still need to do your own due diligence. You still need to research of how like uh, different strategies work and how to execute those. But in terms of just beginner friendliness and you know, making sure that you feel comfortable trading, there is absolutely nothing wrong with Robinhood. And what I wanna bring up as my last point just to really prove it, I have never in my career um, put a referral code for Robinhood. But when people ask me all the time, my real life friends, my, dis, uh, my Discord, Twitter, everything, I always say Robinhood and I don't even have a Robinhood referral code. Or maybe I do, but I like, don't give it out just because I believe in the product so much. Sure, they have downtime, But other brokerages do too, right? You have TDA going down sometimes. You have uh, Schwab going down sometimes. Um, You know, I can't say for certain if Webull goes down or not. But besides the point, like if you are worried about these outages, you are not trading properly, right? Like every brokerage goes down sometime. Um, But I hope it resonates with you that just having a nice UI can't just be taken for granted. A lot of people say, like, yes, it has the best UI, but, yeah, it has downtime. If you trade properly, if you count for max loss, and if you, you know, don't trade naked options that are so close to the expiration, you're not going to mind a one-hour or two-hour outage, okay? Um, So... I just want to leave it at that if you are ever wondering what free brokerage you want to use because maybe you just don't believe in paying commission yet you don't have like a good income yet then Robinhood is more than fine Webull not so much I have my own personal opinions against Webull but I'm not going to say it in this episode um, but yeah just take it from me if you hear another opinion just give Robinhood a bigger chance because there's a lot of benefits for the people that uh, you know, push Webull. Um, but here is me. I already put a lot of work into the podcast. I do. I do everything. And I'm telling you right now without a referral code, Robin is the better solution. All right, in terms of uh, the new ThetaGang.com website updates, as you all know, this has been a very long ongoing process, Um, but it's coming to a close. I will promise that these new UX changes will be out by June 1st, Um, and when it's pushed out, uh, I will be releasing 10 more seats at the 120 price point um, on Patreon. Uh, The last thing I have to do for the UX changes is the Trade Builder. Um the trade builder will be more beginner friendly. There will be a few more tool tips. Um but the site looks really, really good. Um I'm super excited, uh, not only for the changes, but for the feedback. Uh, you know, whenever Twitter changes the designs, you know, people uh like to really make a big fuss about it, like we we don't like these changes, change it back. And so I'm always on the side of like understanding on understanding Twitter side of like, you know, they probably had like a whole team talk about like why this solution is better than the old uh, design. Um, So with all of this research, all this time spent into this process, I'm sure there's going to be a few people that have reservations against it. Um, But more than anything, uh, datagang.com is a learning experience for me. Uh, You know, I'm already a programmer, but it's really cool seeing the product side of like all the decisions decisions I I do and I make Um, and then, you know, feeling what it's like having a, you know, I'm not saying my user base is large, but having like a bigger group of people have an opinion on your work is pretty dope. So excited for that June 1st is when it will be uh, released and uh, new Patreon seats will be open as well. Um, As you all know, Patreon seats are sold out, every single one, Um, you know, if you're wanting to get in, you just gotta refresh the Patreon page, Um, and hopefully someone has left so you can take their seat. Um, Otherwise, yeah, the $120 tiers are gonna be available, and if you're thinking, wow, Junie, you can't open any of the earlier ones, Unfortunately, I can't because it's unfair to the people that were grandfathered into that price before. Um, And just know that eventually a seat will open up for you, uh, even in the earlier tiers, because people do end up leaving those. Um, You just gotta be lucky. And the 120 uh, tier is basically for the people that don't want to wait, that can't afford it. Again, I always say like, if you can't afford a service, don't buy it. It's not worth it. Focus on making your trades better. Um, and learning from free resources like this podcast. Um, Yeah, so June 1st, more seats and the UX changes that are coming out. Super excited. Thanks. Okay, um, today's topic is choices. Um, as some of you guys and girls have noticed, my episode topics have been getting pretty broad, meaning like I, it's like a one-word title and I could talk about anything if I could formulate a reason why that relates to the topic I'm talking about. So today's topic is choices and you'll see why I just mentioned what I just mentioned uh, <laughs> because it's quite in fact true. So, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, Hey, Junie, do you put triggers on wheels? Um, and to that I say yes, you should put triggers on everything because it proves to yourself and others uh, that you had a plan before going in. So what I mean by that is say you buy, here's just a easy example. If you buy a naked call and you, you should immediately put a trigger on it meaning you do a plus thirty percent profit trigger you so you buy the call for like say a a dollar or aka a hundred dollars then you should right after you open it uh put a sell order in uh, for that same call for a dollar thirty so that means you have an effective trigger if the price of that contract ever goes up thirty percent then you have it automatically sold that takes a lot of guts to do uh, because you're probably thinking, wow, what if it goes to 100% or if it goes to 10,000%? That's always the biggest argument, right? Is that you can miss out on gains. That's true. But if you play this game enough with 30% probability uh you know because that's what naked calls usually have is if you buy a naked call you're probably looking at like a 30 40 probability of profit um you're going to lose in the long run things get a little bit more different when you're on the sell side Um, when you're on the sell side obviously you can afford the stock to trade flat because you collect credit as um, time goes by you know theta is very much a thing and you like to collect money as a stock trades flat or in the opposite direction, or if it doesn't go up enough and, or down enough in whatever direction you sold at. Um, but the point is when you set a trigger at that very moment, when it goes off, you're given a choice, right? And choices are really powerful. When you have choices, you have just more possibilities to be more flexible and for opportunities to make more money to save more money and etc so what I mean by that is say you have that uh you bought that call for a 100 bucks and then you did the sell order for 130 and the trigger happened meaning it went up to 130 and it automatically sold at that very moment when you're making your coffee or you're doing something something else when you hear that trigger go off you have a choice you can make there you have a few choices you can Uh, choose to buy the call again, you know, continue writing it out. Um, Or you could choose to do nothing, right? Enjoy your 30% gain. Or you have the other choice of putting that money into something else. Maybe you don't have that much capital uh, and you just want to play a different ticker. That is also a choice. See, when you put triggers on things, you're given choices, And if you are a Magic the Gathering fan, which I know some of you are, uh, I definitely was a big one back in the day. Um, Just a fun fact, I loved always playing blue-white control. I'm that guy. And uh, yeah, just choices win you games. In the very long run, the more choices you have, the better the outcome. Because you don't want to be funneled into thinking like okay I'm gonna hold this till expiry because I'm triggered and I want to uh, I want to I want to make gains or nothing right that's a dangerous mentality to have with a asset that depreciates to zero as time goes forward right it seems pretty backwards when I (laughs) when I say it but I mean that's a lot that's what a lot of people think and you need to just get out of that mindset and just open yourself up to having choices so when you have that choice to do nothing that's a great feeling and a lot of people feel like they always have to put their money in something but that's also where choices are great because you have then that choice to use that 30 percent gain on a different uh contract if you wanted or you could buy it back and continue riding the train i just don't see why people don't put triggers it's like it's free it's free it's free value Right, you can always choose to just buy it back at the very least. Now, here is a little bit more of a specific question, and uh, it's one that I get quite often. And it's uh, would you put a trigger on the short put of a wheel? Uh, you know, I'll give you guys and girls like a really quick moment, if you understand the question at least, um, to formulate that answer. If you run the wheel on the short naked put, should you put a trigger on it i'll give you 5 seconds yes you are correct yes you put a trigger on it why why Junie, do you put uh you know why do you put a trigger on something that you want to be assigned on shouldn't you just want to collect all the credit anyway to that i say yes you should want to always be in the mentality that you want to be assigned. However, the biggest value you get from a wheel is when you don't get assigned and it's when you consistently get uh, credit on the short put side and the covered call side and just maintaining that balance, right? When you get your option in the money, or when your short put gets in the money, that's considered dead time because you're considered to be assigned when it expires and you can't really do anything in that scenario or, or at least is something that's not t- entirely obvious. Uh, my Discord knows what to do, but I just don't want to get into the topic right now because it's, it's a little bit long. Um, but you s- say you put the 50% trigger on the short put side of a naked put, um, of, of the wheel. Uh, when that 50% trigger goes off, You have again three choices, four choices, unlimited amount of choices. You can, you know, enjoy your 50% profit. You can, uh, you know, uh, sell it for 50% profit and then, uh, you know, sell the further out the money contract at another 70% probability of profit, right? You're adjusting the strike to be further out the money after collecting the credit, right? So you're just maintaining this uh, income of credit or you can exit with 50% and look for another ticker. It's like, it's so powerful to have triggers because at the very least, no matter if you're on the buy side or the sell side, you can continue doing the exact same thing. You just get paused really briefly for the moment of time that you realize that your trigger went off. Right. But after your trigger goes off, you can determine if you want to continue the position or not, or adjust the strikes to collect even more premium, or just enjoy the gains and then go outside and do something productive, right? Like, or just take a walk or whatever you do in, during quarantine. So, that to that, like, choices are super powerful, but they seem like a lot of work. But all I'm saying is you just need to put a trigger on it and just call it done. Um, lastly, uh, I mean, choices is very broad, and I'm sorry to r- sound like a broken record, but you can choose to play earnings. Um, it's always a choice. You can choose to short things, that is also a choice. Um, no one is making you do any of those things. So when you know that you chose to do it, you should take the responsibility of you doing it. You chose to do it no one put a gun to your head um take full responsibility of it don't blame any company for reporting what they've planned on reporting for the last like month uh don't blame the government for trying to like do things that are trying to help sure yeah the printer goes okay i get it but you know it's better than doing nothing or you know a lot of people are saying oh we should let the economy crash and, you know, let the price discovery happen again. Blah blah blah. Like, dude, there are so many things that go into that stuff uh, that you don't understand that I don't understand. Um, so just chill out. Um, also, choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be sad. You can choose to listen to all that political stuff. You can choose not to listen to the political stuff. You can choose to be triggered. You can choose not to be triggered. Everything in life is about choices. Like no one makes you do anything. You're you're an adult or if you're a minor right now, yeah, maybe your parents choose a few things for you. But at the very end of everything, you have choices and make sure that you're evaluating all the choices because you can also choose to look at the bearish side of things when you're very bullish on something or vice versa. Um, I feel like a lot of people just feel like they're tunnel visioned when they buy options because it is pretty directional when you buy puts or buy calls right so it's easy to just get funneled into this tunnel (laughs) it rhymed uh of just thinking like okay i gotta believe in this one direction i gotta hold it out until it expires super dangerous pattern of thinking and i hope uh you guys and girls that are listening uh you know maybe got a little bit of whatever I was trying to say about choices, um, just know that they're powerful, and that you guys should, you guys and girls should uh, evaluate them more often. Um, this podcast would also not be complete without me saying that I'm real, so I just want to go ahead and also give a little bit of anecdotal evidence that is also logged. So that's really cool. Um, you could go to slash Junie um, I recently had a short naked put on Shopify because, you know, I was willing to pick up a hundred shares of Shopify. Um, and I had a 50% trigger on it and I held on it for a few days. Uh, again, you can look at it, datagame.com Juni, and you can see my Shopify short naked put. Um, I had a trigger on it for 50%. It went off and I was thinking like, Hmm, you know what? Uh, I'm happy with the 50%. Uh, the market's been on a tear recently. Uh, I, I'll just choose not to do anything. Uh, and then Shopify, uh, the whole news with the secondary offering or the the another offering was announced, and the stock uh, went down like two percent that day, right? So not only did I exit for fifty percent, by avoided having my put go close to the money, right? So that would have been a way different scenario if I just chose to hold on to that uh, short naked put uh, because I felt like I could get more credit out of it. So triggers gave me the choice to stay out um, where I wouldn't have done that if I had just kept the short naked put without a trigger on it. So that is ultimate proof that you know triggers are good, and I'm not telling you to do it. Um, you can obviously choose to not listen to me. <laughs> i'm really I'm really trying to drive this choice thing home. Um, goes for advice on twitter i tweeted um you know uh don't stop telling traders what to do uh i'm not telling you guys and girls what to do i'm basically just telling (laughs) to a microphone alone in my room my opinions on things and you know why some things are good why some things are bad but i'm not telling you to short i'm not telling you to buy stock i'm not telling you to do anything i'm just saying my opinion and just take it from just take it for what what it is, right? Like, it is what it is. Um, You can choose to not listen, Uh, you can choose to take in some of the things that you know, I say and you know, choose to maybe do a few things that I do. But in the end, it's up to you. And I hope that my podcast doesn't come across as you know, some dude in his room telling you what to do, but more of just a dude that you know understands where a lot of you guys and girls are coming from, and that uh, I have just a lot of experience uh, feeling those same feelings that you guys and girls are feeling, and I'm just trying to guide you in the right direction. Um, whether that direction is not playing earnings, or you know guiding you into putting triggers, that's one thing. But I will never tell anybody to do anything. Because that is stupid. Uh, You guys and girls are adults. You can make your own decisions. But you can make informed decisions. From my podcast. From other people's podcasts. From videos. From articles. Um, Yeah. I'm just trying to say. You are your own person. And you should trade how you want. You should never listen to anybody. Trying to convince you to sell your shares. You should never listen to anybody. Trying to convince you to buy shares. I would never do that as well. That about wraps it up. Um, as mentioned previously, uh, all Patreon seats are still sold out. You guys and girls already listened to my whole babble about all the Patreon stuff, so I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang and you can email me at Juni at Thetagang.com. Uh Theta Gang is partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang All Caps, one word. Um, and then just want to give a extended shout-out. Um, to my patrons uh, and that includes lifesaver 87 france mike d slow motion nick fires unabridged rico the string puller the iron man mitch 87 good job wilson ddss option options eric kirkland jimmy matt w associate k ryzen tg har like abyss andrew ec kim anthony 511 moose ninja deep gift minnow dum-dum Ground Pound 95, H.P. Larry, Leo Jetson, El Finco, Make More 2, Just Send It, Vicious Poultry, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Cowabunga Dudes, Daft Mac, Jack Ju, Decentra, Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Cheddar, Cappuccino, Berry Sexy, Matthew Hans, Snow Pat, X Kyle, Lazy Reservist, Claudio K.S. Weff. <laughs> That's the name I always just pause at for sure. The Jester, Salty Pie, IRR Guy. Crispy Cream Boy, PJ fifty four, Hermes, Caput, Theta Gang Sky, Omar Little, Eperset Seven, Fight Club, Weenie Hat Junior, Trucker Ben, Daily V2K, Lucas C and Expert Bruno. Um that yeah, just huge thank you to everyone that's been supporting supportive of me uh this far. Um, you know, this month the last month and this month has been really good. I feel like a lot of people have uh started uh, learning more and asking more questions as of recent um, it's just, there's a lot of productive talk in the discord channel I honestly can't think of a better group of people that you know I want to surround myself with in the discord um, everyone we just have people of so many different backgrounds we have you know new people joining all the time but we have, you know, very seasoned option traders that really know their stuff, and it's really healthy um, that we maintain not only being PG. I know I'm the fun police, uh, but that we also just, you know, just don't troll or anything. Like, if anyone has a genuine question, it's it's answered really fast and really like accurately. Uh, you know, in the very beginning of the Discord, people would ask me questions all the time and I'd find myself writing paragraph after paragraph. Um, but as just more and more active participants join and as they learn, um, you know, they've been answering questions uh, for me as well. We have a, you know, we have a discord channel that's called ask everyone. And we have a discord channel called ask Junie where, you know, if you say a question, in ask Junie channel, uh, it's just a one-on-one conversation that's public that everyone can read. Um, in the Discord channel, uh, but then there's another channel called Ask Everyone, and you know you ask a channel, you ask a question there, and then everyone uh, just replies to that one question. So there's a lot of cool, uh, productive things that we've come to learn and make channels for, um, and it's just it's it, our Discord is evolving so so not, like I'm nerding out because of how efficient it is. We don't have like a million channels. Everything has a purpose, and uh, everyone's just really good with just following the, the rules, which is just mainly just keeping it PG. So thank you, guys and girls, for keeping it that way. Um, getting into the one percent territory. Um, this is the final day, so I oh, I guess I'll make it tomorrow. Uh, so on five eleven, if you are hearing this on five eleven you can still email me for the 1% flare. However, and if you look at your computer and if you see 512 uh, and beyond, uh, you are out of luck. Uh, So this has been running for, I think two weeks, two weeks for the 1% flare. So um, quite a few people have it now. um, And it's just, there's a lot more people finding out about the 1% and how to find out. So I just need to cut it off uh, because it, it is getting a little bit too much. It's getting in the way of development. So, um, this is the final episode where I will be mentioning the 1% flare. There will still be the 1% talk. I still like these as just a method of just getting out the stuff I don't want to talk about during showtime. Um, so, again, if you see 511 uh, on this uh, when you look at your computer or the calendar or something, uh, you can still email me at juniathetagang.com and you can give me the 1%, per- put the header as 1%, and then remember to give me your Thetagang username in other news um let's see as man is the you the ux changes um it's a lot uh and you know when i didn't have like a whole thing to redesign features would come out every week and it's really fun but like wow it was a it's a lot of work i'm finally i'm really glad that i'm finally wrapping things up But this was a huge learning moment for me. Um, I think later I will gauge whether or not if I want to do uh, UX changes um, just a little bit more uh, cautiously just because it is a lot of time being put in. I even put holds on the Patreon seats. Um, But you guys and girls will enjoy the changes 100%. It just makes everything feel and look better. let's see the whole thing about robin hood earlier like honestly the question should always be why not robin hood um i mean i'm sure other free brokerages will come out later but you really have to think like okay um you know is this good enough for what i needed to do is it trusted and, you know, does it benefit me more than it benefits the person I'm signing up with the referral code for? That's huge. I feel like that's, I should have mentioned it during Showtime, but maybe that would have, you know, turned people the wrong way. It's like, when you use the Theta Game referral code, that's different, right? Like if, if Tastyworks genuinely makes your experience better and you get to help someone else out, I think there's, there's cause for that or there's, there's reason to do that but I would never pitch something that I don't use. And that's, that's going into a little bit more of like how other people view referral codes. I I, it's so, it, I I, even mentioned like you can choose to not be triggered and, or be choose to be triggered. And you know, some things that do trigger me or a pet peeve of mine is when people put up referral codes for things that they don't use, that is so backwards and there's like tons of people on YouTube that say that all oh, Weebull is the is the best and all this stuff and they don't even use it like they just <laughs> oh man um yeah just really 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 just be careful of who you're listening to and if that platform is really for you maybe some of you genuinely do like Weebull better and I'm not going to take that away from you if you really do believe that it's better then great, but for the people that are just joining a platform to get free stock, or or any of these promotions, like just think about why they're doing it. Because if if your platform was so good, you wouldn't need to need to emphasize it so much or incentivize people to do it so much. Like your your platform should speak for yourself. I do not advertise theading.com, but we're growing more than ever, faster than ever, because people can tell how much work gets put into this site that it's made by someone that really understands options and all that jazz right let your platform speak for yourself don't try to ins- oh whew. yeah just don't fall into that whole trap of signing up for something when you don't really need it that goes for Tastyworks if you feel like Tastyworks isn't the right option for you I think uh, TD Ameritrade is a excellent second option i just happened to be partnered with tastyworks beforehand so i've just maintained this relationship because they treat me really well i love their customer support there's absolutely nothing wrong with tastyworks so that's why i stayed right the question is why not tastyworks for me most of you should be asking yourself why not robin hood um and that's how you just you should view it so um with that said uh you know, choose who you listen to. There's a lot of, you know, n- n- there's a lot of non-genuine people out there. Um, I always mention be real. Um, and uh, real quick, last point. Um, you know, you get out of Thetagain.com as much as you put in, as honest as you are. There's a lot of people I see only uploading their winners far after they've know they've won. And that's cool. Um, There is absolutely nothing stopping you from just uploading your winners. And if you want to use it to track your winners and maybe show off on your wall, like all the cool things that you've done, that's fine by me. But it's mainly to just be able to Have a proven track record where you do, in fact, believe in your trades enough, that you believe in your system enough to show your trades before they're closed. And then use it more like a public trade log to prove that you're real than have it be a trophy wall. There's like this trophy wall versus trade log mentality that some people differ on. And I don't want to tell you how to use the website. I feel like, you know, just discovery of different features that you might want comes from different reasons why you use the platform. I think it's really healthy. Um, But I want you guys and girls to know that, you know, there's absolutely no reason why someone will ever troll you for losing money on the website. There's zero. especially because everyone has a profile, right? Like, if you have a profile and your PNL is negative, Uh, And the other person, you know, just so happened to make fun of you for losing money on one specific trade and they have no trades on there. Like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything, right? You're putting yourself out there. You're learning. You're trying to get better. Just put it all out there and just be really focused on learning, right? Like, I even comment on some nice looking trades that have decent probability of profits that have good dd or like good reasons to enter the trade because you have a system and you lay out the steps to your system and i say good job and or i say something like if you don't put it out there you know other people won't see it you won't be getting feedback you know there's a really few people that really good few people that uh answer a lot of questions on the website um this is a very pseudo shout out to american walnut uh you are helping out a lot Uh, You are pretty knowledgeable in options And I can tell you're growing really, really fast So I thought that was really cool Um, But yeah, just know that I run the website And you guys and girls know Just like how I am Like you're never going to get made fun of Um, And I mean if you do Then it's on the other person It's not you Uh, Especially if you log a losing trade Like I don't want that to be decentralized at all Right, so just be patient be honest, use the platform how you wanna use it. If you wanna make it a trophy wall, by all means do it. But if, when I was designing it, when I was, when I am building it, my intention is always to have it as a uh, basically just a public trade log to just, again, prove that you're real. And you know, the more real people are on a platform, uh, I think it's healthier uh, because it shows that, shows other people, shows other traders, that it's okay to show losses. Um, and it's r- really cool to look back on old trades. Uh, you know, it, when I see trades from last June, because my first trade was last June, and, you know, I'm coming up on the one-year anniversary of my very first Theta Gang trade. Um, it's super cool to look at my thought process and how it's changed before, and just, wow, it's, I wish everyone could have that but you can only have it if you're honest right like you know that if you started building this trophy wall and you look back on it you know deep down that that isn't your real pnl right like there's always that feeling that it's not really real maybe you know you feel it but other people might not It's, it's all complicated use it how you want um but you guys and girls know how i would like you to use it but other alternatives are okay because again, you can find cool features, request cool features that I would have never thought of. Okay, um, this one percent section was a little bit longer than usual. Sorry, there are no perks. Um, not really new news uh, that you would've gotten anyway, but this is just what I think on a weekly basis. Um, thank you, guys and girls, for listening. Uh, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks.